0: Hello, my name is Thomas Adams, and you are listening to Tag You Are it. This is a podcast of interviews on a variety of subjects that I feel need a voice in furthering our collective knowledge. These conversations are necessary, especially now, because time may be running out to have them. These are the hard conversations, those topics that can cause uneasiness, fear, animosity, it is my hope that these podcasts give the listener permission to engage in the hard conversation. Knowledge is the only way out. I created this podcast from conversations with friends over the years that have taught me how to look at life differently. To challenge and permit me to be a free thinker, I hope these podcasts will do the same for you. We're talking with Stacy Buckley again today. This is the third installment. And we're going to talk about uh, race issues, uh, some things that have happened in the past few years here in St. Louis and most currently about the effects of the COVID and how it is disproportionately affecting people of color in our country and why in some ways why once again we have this happening when it has happened before and nothing ever gets done. So we're going to sort of talk about the flavor of that today, and um, so I've, we're just going to start with a couple of questions to start out with, and uh, then we'll go from there. So remember, if you like this, make sure that you share it with your friends, and if you're listening to it, you already know where you can find it, so uh, thanks for listening, and and here we go. So, Stacy, welcome back.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: It's good to have you in this chilly May day. I thought it was supposed to be spring, but here we are. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you sort of a loaded question out of the gate, mm-hmm. but um, if you could perform a State of the Union address today, how would you start?
1: Um, you know, I really don't know how to answer that because... Um I haven't really listened to very many of presidential State of the Union addresses. Um and I don't necessarily think that it's something that, that definitely should be thought out, but it's always something that has to do with the topic. And so I don't necessarily know uh how how I would start that. Um I really don't. Our country is in a mess right now. So uh, you know, where, where would you even start? I, I wouldn't point. even know where to
0: start. Yeah, I don't either. I think it's a, it's just sort of a, you know, what what would you pick? Everything is so catastrophic right now, but it wasn't like we weren't warned. And so now we're here, and we're sort of playing catch-up with everything. But we don't know what – everything is so unknown. So we're only told – certain things about what's going on so we don't know who to trust right, exactly. and you know there's conspiracy theories and all of that and we'll get to at least that's what people call them they call that when they don't know what else to call them sometimes i think they're really the truth but we'll get into that in a bit um
1: <laughs> the conspiracy theory is the theory regarding a conspiracy
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: It's not a good thing. It's
0: not a bad thing. Watch, watch for our upcoming video when we we work out a little (laughs) dance number to that. Um, Okay, so we're going to switch gears and we're going to go to this one. And this in St. Louis, over the past uh, since the 2020, there have been a number of kids, um, young uh, young kids. Uh, adolescent, teenage kids, gunned down in the streets. And um, we hear it happening over and over and over, yet um, nothing seems to be done. And in one case, probably the most recent one, was a young woman who they didn't identify for like two or three days, which is had to be incredibly painful and sad for her parents um, that they didn't know. And it was a, a good kid and a lot of these kids are good kids and this is senseless so in this frustrating story stacy how what angers you or how do you react to these stories of you know events of kids being murdered in the streets
1: um You know, I, I take it with a with really with a grain of salt because um, it is news, and it is it is news, it is news worthy. Uh, the sad part is uh, nothing ever changes. Uh, you know, we have an absentee mayor here in the city. Um, her uh, police chief, is she put in power? Director of public safety, is she put in power or? Are equally as, as, uh, absent, uh, as far as their actions are concerned. Okay. Uh, we have a number of African Americans on the board of, of Alderman. And, and still, nothing ever gets done. You know? (laughs) They, you know, they don't, you know, they don't join the, any type of protest or anything like that. And they don't offer up any other ideas either. So, uh, it's tragic. to to see these things happen, but it is newsroom. St. Louis,
0: a a number of years ago, as reported across the country, there was a young man gunned down in the streets. And um, from that, all these, Michael
1: Michael Brown. Michael
0: Brown, thank you. Michael Brown, uh, an incredibly horrible, horrible, horrible story. Um, Young guy, uh, on the street with his buddies, uh, was shot by a police officer. Unarmed, uh, he was unarmed. Michael was uh, laid in the sidewalk or in the street for four hours before anyone came, ambulance, or whatever, to get him. I believe, Stacy, you can correct me if I'm not right on all of that. It's been didn't uh, it's been a while, but um, and from that became all these, you know, Black Lives Matters and all this stuff, there was the Ferguson Commission um, was was assembled with community leaders and um, people met, there was a lot of anger, there was rioting, uh, Obama was president at the time. Um, so now it's been, what, five years? probably about five years. At least five years. At least five years later. Um, And what do you think the status of all of anything, has anything really changed in the city? Although this happened in Ferguson, just to our listeners who don't understand, Ferguson is actually a suburb of St. Louis. It's a northern suburb. Um, It's probably from the arch, maybe as the crow flies, maybe 10 or 12 miles. So it's still in the urban part of the city, but it's actually a suburb, nonetheless, um, just to give you some point of reference.
1: Uh, Yeah, so uh, basically uh, fluorescent butts up to uh, the northern end of the city, which is a predominantly black area here in St. Louis. So, again, it's really a very close suburb uh, that runs really like across the street, just across the street at one point and you're in the city, next point you're in the county. Yep. Um, um, Michael Brown was, uh, was just with, with one friend walking through an uh, 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 apartment complex called Canfield Court has been uh, in Ferguson for a long time. Actually, my brother used to live there in the 70s. Um, Again, uh, was walking down the street, was accosted by this uh, police officer, uh, Darren Wilson, and um, there had been a report of a a situation at um, a liquor store now it's kind of up to air rather officer wilson at the point when he contacted michael brown and knew about it uh but anyway he ends up uh, uh shooting michael brown uh in the street uh and the body uh laid there in the middle of the street for uh, about four to six hours uh before I actually hurt his mother and other people had to actually make them cover the body up. So they just kind of left him in the street while they conducted their their interview. That's the situation. You can go on YouTube, you can see videos and, and get a, a gist on uh, what happened in that situation. Um, Obama was president, and he actually sent, uh, I think the attorney general at that time was William, William Holder, who actually came here and conducted a uh an investigation, if you will, from the Department of Justice. They found a number of irregularities, of uh, things that shouldn't happen, you know, uh, basically things that shouldn't happen, and nothing has changed. Absolutely nothing's changed. Ferguson still has the same mayor, still has the same police chief, uh, the St. Louis County police chief, uh, just retired, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, absolutely nothing changed, even though the Department of Justice came here and found all of these injustices and irregularities in the law. That's how things were going. Um, can, I, I'd like to ask
0: you, we're going to go back to this, uh, because when when it was announced, when the, I guess, what was it? the um, uh, When it was announced that no charges would be brought, whatever, right. right, by the police officer. Uh, who shot him. So there was um, and then there was rioting mm-hmm. in Ferguson and that was you know this, like YouTube it but 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 President Obama was speaking about you know peaceful resolution and in reality, there was rioting going on. and um, so it was sort of this weird moment in time. Um, do you think, how effective do you think rioting is? I hate to use the word riot because it has a negative connotation to it. Uh, when you think about the Watts riots, you know, um, it seems like, did, did that, was that a catalyst for any kind of change or was it just what people see and they think, oh, it's just a bunch of angry black people? Because that's what people probably think. I, I don't think I'm alone in that um, thought, but um, I just wondered what you how you felt about that. How you why you watched it? Did you feel like vindicated, or not really vindicated?
1: But I don't know. First of all, nothing comes out of tearing up your own community. Okay, nothing positive comes out of that. But uh, that's the only way to get certain people's attention. Because if they hadn't done that, then it, w- it would have been no national attention to the story, the, the way it was really covered. Uh, certainly the president wouldn't be speaking on it. He wouldn't be sending his lackey, Department of Justice, Attorney General, whatever, down here to try and, and whitewash the situation. So we, we at least got that. And uh unfortunately that's just what needs to happen. And the riots are, uh, again, you get so much anger and oppression and everything built up. It has to come out in in some way, shape, form, or fashion. That means it's just a necessary evil of what has already happened.
0: Do you think that a long time ago, when I first moved to St. Louis in the 80s, uh, a friend of mine um, said that during... The riots, and like the 68 riots and all this, and few youngsters, these are all things you're going to have to YouTube, but these are things that that I grew up with, that are new about in my time that I've been on this planet. And she said that she felt that in the black community in St. Louis, it was a boiling point was going to occur because St. Louis didn't see the rioting that other places did throughout the country. Correct. And so, and she said she was, at the time, um, she was married to a black man, So, uh, but they were divorced, and he, she said that she believed um, that because there was no rioting, it's sort of like a pressure cooker, so that just sort of boils and boils and boils. And she, according to her, this is her, and I won't say her name, so I don't... Get myself in trouble on this, but she said that it's because the baseball players and football players went into the community and told everyone not to riot, that they would be heard and they would get what you know needs met, which never happened. Right. And um, so it, so something like, so we saw it occur in Ferguson. Do you think that kind? Do you think rioting? can occur and will occur in St. Louis?
1: Well, of course, well, again, what we learned from that 68 experience with these baseball players and other people coming out (laughs) speaking is that nothing's going to happen, okay? So we cooled our heels. We listened to these so-called leaders, okay, of our community, okay, tried to toe the line, and nothing happened. So in this case, in, in Ferguson, we we now see uh, Ozzie Smith. Okay, celebrated great baseball player here in St. Louis. Does nothing for, for the community. Yep. Okay, yep. he he built a, a, a athletic sports complex and stuff for little kids out in the county, in a white neighborhood. Okay, Nelly made tons of money selling records. To Lake St. Louis. Okay. (laughs) Or Wildwood.
0: I thought he lived in Wildwood. Lake Lake. St. Louis.
1: No, he lives in Lake St. Louis. I know because I did business with him at my job.
0: Oh, wow. Lake St. Louis. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that's
0: very white.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He raps all about being from St. Louis and the neighborhood down on Grand and all this stuff like that. But uh, again, these people do nothing. Once that dollar, once the green starts happening, black don't matter to most people. And that, that's what we found out in, in, during the 68, you know, riots and back in the civil rights days, okay? You know, most of those people don't live here anymore. The only Cardinal that really lives here, uh, or stayed here that had any type of positive effect uh, was Bob Gibson and Kirk Blood. And who were they? baseball, Cardinal baseball players.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. okay.
1: Okay. All the rest of them. Bailed. Yeah, they bailed. Wow. So again, we, it, this whole, you know, this is why I have a problem with people pressing their kids to be athletes and, and rappers and stuff like that. Because again, you're just encouraging them, okay, to, to put on a leash, toe the line, and leave the community. Okay? Michael Jordan has plenty of money. Okay? Okay, so just this past weekend or week ago, he, he drops a new shoe onto the market. Okay? Tons of young black people. Lined up, no social distancing, all over each other to buy a pair of two hundred dollars tennis shoes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the midst of the
0: a <laughs> pandemic
1: of a, of a pandemic and one of the worst financial crises that this country's had in its existence. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So again, that's that's the, uh, the mindset and the mind games that get played in it, and it plagues us. It's one of the things that keeps us behind the eight ball.
0: Let's talk more about that, mm-hmm. so when you say it keeps you behind the eight ball, um can you talk is that so it suppresses you or it, it, it
1: does it does everything it, first of all it it, blacks. It, 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 suppresses it, shows, blacks. it shows a lack of intellect it shows a lack of knowledge of our situation okay why do you, Why do you need a pair of two hundred dollar tennis shoes if you're catching the bus? Why do you need a pair of $200 tennis shoes if you're living in a housing project or if you're living in Section 8? Why do you need a pair of $200 tennis shoes when the the gutters are falling off your grandmother's house? You don't. You don't. what, What has Michael Jordan ever done for you? Okay, what has Oprah Winfrey ever done for us? We don't have a bank. We don't have a national bank. We don't have a national food system. We don't have any type of national communication system, uh, streaming system, uh, internet system, uh, nothing. We have no infrastructure at all. Blacks, Blacks Speaking black people. About okay. okay, yeah. But just we have clarifying. tons and tons of black millionaires and billionaires. Tons of them.
0: That's true. Okay. That's true. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's true. I mean, it's everywhere. But we we let our children make role models of these people. And this is who you want to grow up to be. Well, why would a young lady want to grow up to be Oprah Winfrey? When, what, what has she done? She she pumps money into Weight Watchers and makes money off of that. Okay? But there ain't no grocery store. There's no black health food. There's no black-owned health food stores nationally. There's, there's no network, even so, the little small Business that we have throughout the country, there's no, there's no network, there's no system that links all those together, so we can actually make something of the community. Okay, and uh, Claude Anderson, was who, who a, a black economic professor. Okay, basically, has told us for decades that it, until we can write a check to this government, until we can have lobbyists and stuff to do our bidding. We're always going to be behind the eight ball. Mm. And we remain there, even not today. Okay? Okay.
0: So um, so it leads me to another question. It, uh, but when you say things like that to me, and, and we've talked about this before, um, before this interview, but it just doesn't
1: sound like there's a lot of hope. Well, I think hope means something different uh to non black people than it does to black people, okay okay uh most black people who whether we have a conscious thought of this or not, we have um a natural sense about us that they, you know it's in our spirit that things will be okay. Okay. And I mean as far as as far as myself, okay. My God rises every day. My God rises every day and then
0: And your God is Ra, the, the Sun.
1: Well yes. Okay. Representative of, of the Sun. Again um all indigenous cultures at one point before uh, European culture came came about believed in a male sun god and a female right. Well, goddess.
0: I just wanted that for clarification because right. we've talked you talk about that in another podcast. So you know, there's uh, for the, our listeners, you may want to listen if you haven't listened to the other two. Stacey gets more into his spiritual beliefs, and so that's But I just wanted for clarification for people who haven't heard the whole
1: story. So go ahead. I'm sorry. So uh, for most of us, God is always with us. Okay, we the, the, we have. We're energized by the sun god during the day. We're loved and nurtured by the moon goddess at night.
0: Okay. Thank you.
1: So again, we're not we don't have to wait uh for our any type of communication or, or blessings from God. It, it happens to us every day if we get up and, and do what we're supposed to do every
0: day. Okay. So we were talking about uh blacks being behind always behind the eight ball and about hope. So that's what the conversation, we'll go back right. to that.
1: And so, but that's what you asked were, I was there hopefully for many of us and that's why, because whether we believe that actively spiritually or not, it's, I think it's something in just about all of us that relates to something different. We know inherently that better days will come.
0: Okay. Do you believe that? Uh, yes, I do.
1: Until the sun don't come up no more.
0: <laughs> so, oh, I see what you're saying. So, you're saying that the sun comes up, there's always hope. There's always
1: hope. Got it. It's always hope for change.
0: Got it. So, when the sun doesn't come up anymore. Well, won't.
1: not supposed us be here.
0: No. It'll be the new Jerusalem. So yeah, Whatever. We'll see how that looks. Yeah. Um. With a bunch of dead folks. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about what's currently happening. Um, well, let's. Well, f- before we get to that, let me ask you this question: um, If there was to be a civil war in this country again, who do you think would fight against each other?
1: That's that's a, that's a good question. Unfortunately, uh, again, I think it's, it'll be uh, it'll start out to be wrong. start out to be something again that's racist Uh, it doesn't make any sense Uh, eventually I think um, the dominant society in this country white people are going to have to come to some kind of reckoning amongst themselves Okay, because just in my opinion um, there's a lot of hate and this nonsense ingrained in some of these people uh, that their, their energy is just focused in the wrong direction. You know? Uh,
0: so you're saying that white people's energy is aimed in the wrong direction. The, the
1: angry white supremacists, their, their okay, anger got it. is directed okay. in the wrong direction. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you're, you need to be fighting your elitist brothers. Okay. You need to be fighting the, the, the descendants of the carpetbaggers that came down to the South and told you that they were going to take your land and, and take your money and invest it in the stock system. And all this money was going to trickle down and everybody's going to live happily ever after. They also told you they were going to ship all the black people, all the freed slaves back to Africa, South America and stuff like that. They haven't done any of that. Yeah. Okay. So if we could just address those two things. If you could get your money right, okay, and make these people get the, the money right, okay, and then you could open up avenues, okay, for the children of Africa to go back to Africa, to go to South America and do our own thing, you wouldn't have a problem. We only, only make up depending you know, on who whose study you're looking at, twelve to fourteen percent of the population. Okay? Guaranteed, if you, if we could see a way to make a living in Africa or South America, we'd be gone. So
0: what you're alluding to, suggesting or whatever, that even though you're free, quote, air quote, free, you're not really free.
1: There ain't nothing free in this country. And if you think you are, you, you might take a long look in the mirror. And as as my father used to say, look from the other side of the mirror. Okay. So don't just see what you see. See what everybody else sees that think you're free. Okay. We were out every country in this, on this planet had protesters in the street by the thousands. Yeah. Before this mystery virus hit. Okay. Now you can't be 10 people deep. You can't be ten you can't have a gathering of ten people and be within the law.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean I haven't so thought free? about that. I haven't thought about that before, you're but free? you're right.
1: Okay. Yeah. Try to be a black man walking down the street without a mask now. And yeah. get your ass beat by the police. Okay? Get drug off a fucking bus, off a city bus, on your way to your office job with your suit on. Okay. Yeah. You free.
0: Yep. Hmm? No. no. Well, go up
1: there to the to the Navajo Nation. They're telling you to wash your hands, all this stuff like that. They only have running water they to cut off the running water to the reservation. who's free.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. It's just it's so disheartening. It's so. Uh, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Though I haven't thought about
1: that before. Right. So again, uh, white supremacy. Go to your corporate bag brothers, have your conversation about the money, okay? Help us realize Marcus Garvey's dream of Pan-Africanism, and we can all be better, okay? If you had this 14% of your population in a better financial situation, we could actually help your situation. You'd have more open trade lines, <laughs> you'd have more yeah. avenues to do money, yeah. and you'd have more people with money actually vested money instead yeah. of going around with all this white supremacist hate bullshit that's going to lead everybody to death Okay, all these little secret societies and shit like that it's not for some kind of supreme goal for a particular group of people Okay,
0: so you're saying let's just recap this a little bit so you're saying that initially a civil war could be based on race
1: but, I, I think it, it's going to because we're just that ignorant as a society.
0: And I think I understand that. And so, but it will we'll turn from that to a um, have and have not, so to speak. Situation.
1: People starving in the street. I mean, you see the lines, people, thousands of people lining up at the food bank. Yeah. Okay. Again, black people only make up 14% of the population of this country. So who's all those people in places like Wisconsin and, Pennsylvania, Utah, places like that lined up at the food bank. They weren't all black people. Yep. They weren't all Hispanic people. Yep. Okay. So, so what's, again, your, what's
0: your point? Though? What do you What do you mean? They're, they're, it's everybody? Oh, I see what you're saying. It's poor people or people that don't have right, exactly. so resources. Uh, right. So it doesn't I see what you're right.
1: saying. Right. So again, it's, it's not color. Okay. White people are hurting. Poor white people are hurting. Yep. Okay? Yeah. unfortunately some of their some of their energies are just, are totally misdirected with this all this racial crap that don't make any damn sense. Because yeah. the civil war is over with. Okay, you, you again you're still hating on people just because they're different from you. Yeah. Okay? Right. Black people are not the problem that you don't have a job, okay? Your presidents of the seventies and eighties sent your high paying manufacturing jobs overseas to pad their pockets. Okay? That's the reason you don't have a job.
0: And I think, you know, back what you were saying earlier, I think for small businesses, minority businesses, the access to money and, you know, small business, and I don't know, I'm just assuming, and maybe I'm totally wrong, and please, listener, you can uh, contact me if you'd like, uh, but... Uh, and I'll give you that information at the end of the podcast where you can contact me if you think that and you can also contact Stacy through that the same email account. We're talking about small business um, loans, and I don't know if they're easy to get for minorities. They always say they want minority people, but, you know.
1: Of course not. But but go to a bank. Go to a bank and try and get money and don't have 700 credit.
0: Well, and the other thing is, you know, so during this, you know, the first stimulus package came out, and then this other one came out for a small business, and I have a small business, but I could only get a thousand dollars, but you know, um, companies like Home uh, uh, Hobby Lobby got millions of dollars, you know, and so once again, the companies that are big and white dominated I won't say white owned but white dominated whatever got all this money and the poor people that are trying you know our
1: government is still working for that 1% okay and again that's the conversation that you want to run around okay killing black people in the street take that same energy to Washington okay hopefully in a very peaceful manner I'm not advocating violence or anything like that but have that conversation again. That's that's the problem. Okay. So, again, how how many white owned beauty salons? How many, we have people right here in St. Louis, gym owners, you know, small business people, white folks, trying to open up their businesses. Okay. Because, of, you know, because they're hurting for money. And they want to, you know. Okay. And they, they didn't get, they get. not I don't know, very many people. Here in St. Louis, black, white, green, or purple, that, that got a, 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 any type of sizable money from these stimulus bills that cost or billions of dollars. Right. That's billion with with a B, folks. Right. Okay. They dug up this money out of nowhere. We was broke. Yeah. <laughs> Not too long
0: ago. And now they're talking but about they're another like, one. They, yeah, now they're now,
1: talking about another one. But we're another already one. up to $9 billion.
0: Well, we're, we're more than that. We're in trillions of dollars. Something. As
1: far as the debt, but I'm talking about just these stimulus packages. Oh, out. okay, yeah, okay. Th- it, that's where, First of all, nobody even asked where that money's coming from. And where who's going to pay that back? Okay, but it's still, it still has to trickle down. Okay, you still got farmers throwing away food. Yeah, crops rotting in the field.
0: Not yet, but we will.
1: No, they, they already are. No, they, no they, yeah. they were. There's people on TV talking about. Uh one person had to destroy so many tons of, of potatoes. Uh-oh. Uh somebody else had his, uh, his neighbor yeah. had to destroy tons of tomatoes. You got, <laughs> got farmers, you know, who, who are 30, washing, down, washing down uh milk Melt. down the drain and yeah. stuff like that, okay? Yeah. That, that all costs money. Yeah. Okay. And that's off the sweat of these people's back. Yep. Okay. Our respect to these people. Okay? yeah, But that's you know, a conversation that we need to be had. You're talking about starting the civil war. What are you going to fight over? Okay. Are are you really going to take the fight to the people that's making the damn problem? Which of these one percenters? Okay. Are you going to just let people like Bill Gates and whoever just take over? Start vaccinating people and, and inventing vaccines and all this other crazy garbage that they got going on. If you, don't, if you don't stop that, you know, you, you're going to end up, unless you want the 1%, you're going to still always be more than
0: 99%. So you don't think that if there for the 1%, I'm not saying we're going to wage war on the 1%, um, because that's not, you're right, you know, if there's a civil war, what are we fighting over? You know, if we take out the 1%, then what do we have?
1: Nothing. No, you have, you still have 99%. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because the 1% ain't coming off of theirs. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. Okay?
0: Yeah.
1: When okay. When, when people were starving to death in, in Dallas, okay, Jerry Jones is on his $250 million yacht conducting his business on a, on a virtual NFL draft. Okay? Yeah. Getting ready to shell out, you know, picking out seven or eight new soldiers for his, his team that he's going to pay millions of dollars to. Right. Okay. But you still got people starving in the street. Black people, white people, Hispanics, Asians, everyone. Everyone. Okay. Yeah. So while that was going on, he's on his $250 million yacht that he just purchased. Okay. Yeah. While the Navajo people don't have running water.
0: Well said. Okay. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the pandemic and Stacy's views about uh, the news that's swirling all around about it at this time. Um, so we're just going to have sort of an engaging conversation with that. Hello, everyone. We're back. Thanks for continuing on our conversation. We took a little break and uh, we're going to move the conversation now into uh, what's currently happening in our country with the pandemic, even when this is probably dropped um, on Tag Your It podcast. the effects in this pandemic will probably still be, we'll still probably be feeling what we're feeling and going through what we're going through. This is going to be a slow, long road back to whatever the new normal will be. Um, I'm with Stacy Buckley. For us, our listeners uh, have heard from him before. We're talking about all uh, things, race and community and spirituality and all things that matter. So thanks for uh, downloading and listening to us once again. We appreciate it. If you have any comments, I'll give you a place, uh, email at the end of this podcast where you can contact me directly. And if you'd like to have a comment or a question for Stacy, you can just uh, email me and make sure you give me contact information and Mr. Buckley will contact you directly. So, um, so let's just continue here. So, when this virus hit, and um, we're not really sure when, and there are a lot of people who um, that I know that got really sick, like in December, and and thought. Um, well we, my friend, um, who's a real estate agent got really sick and she was really, really sick and the, the, nothing worked. And so she got better. And, um, and so now they think that this has been around for a long time and COVID-19, I guess, is in animals and in us and all this other kind of stuff. And so there's all this. You know when it how it got into the country, where ground zero was, all this kind of stuff, so um but now that it's it's ravishing our country as well as worldwide, it seems like the black community has really been affected by this much more than other um people of color or white people then we once again, we're hearing this conversation, lots of different platforms, lots of different. Uh, Channels, YouTube, whatever, about, you know, black leaders are saying once again that this is affecting because black people uh, disproportionately have not the best health outcomes. They have a lot of health issues uh, because they don't have access to quality health care. So there's a lot of boundaries. And so, We're hearing a lot of this, and it's it's it's, to me, it's like, oh, here we have this conversation again. And so, um, so I just wondered, Stacy, if you can sort of comment on now that you know that's the truth, and we're hearing all this stuff, and then we'll talk about some other things in a bit. But I really just would like to have your your uh, feedback on what you think, or your comments on what you when you hear that. Once again, we really we're right back, you know, where we started. So,
1: please. Yeah. So, uh, a, a twofold response to that: um, there are some things that people in the black community can do to better ourselves. Okay, we don't we don't take very good care of ourselves. Uh, we eat most, a lot of us eat a horrible diet. Um, we, we don't get enough exercise. Um, there's a lot of different things that, that we can do to adjust uh, part of the situation though is systemic uh, if you look at urban areas you know right here in St. Louis uh, the highway systems always run through black neighborhoods okay trash dumps always near black neighborhoods okay railroad yards always near where they carry toxic chemicals Always in black neighborhoods. Uh, um, you know, it, again, it's, these are systemic things, okay, that, that lead us to not being healthy. Okay, you can't have a, a healthy respiratory system if you're constantly breathing in bad air. Okay, uh, um, for a long time, they, they cleaned up a, a nuclear plant here. I can't remember where it was uh back in the 60s or whatever and just took up oh, I'm sorry took all the toxic waste uh and buried it out in North County basically at, at the corner of uh 367 and Lindbergh.
0: Well what about that what about that 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 in, in Maryland Heights that's burning underground Right yeah it is
1: yeah. so we have yeah uh, all this toxic waste and stuff at at the at the dump out in Maryland Heights uh Again, they, they know it's all radioactive, toxic fumes spewing up out of the ground and it, No one really does anything about it. Nobody does anything about it. Cause they can't figure out how to put know, it Yeah, one person, yeah, one person points their finger, one, you know, at this company, that company, and, and, and nothing's being done about it, but people are still breathing these toxic chemicals. Again, how can you have a healthy respiratory system if you're constantly breathing in toxic air?
0: And you know, there's traditionally poor neighborhoods built around the airport, and so we're right at the airport, like Berkeley, and and so you have jets flying over your house constantly. Well, you used to, and and a highway, a major highway, one,
1: two, three highways run through there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, you might as well consider Limburg, yeah, yeah. a, a slow-moving highway. Yeah. So. Uh, again, you know, where do you, you know, where do you, where do you go with that? Yeah. Okay. And that, that's a systemic problem. Uh, part of, of it is we, 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 as the black community, all part of that because we, we continue to stay in those areas. Okay. Again, you don't, you don't have to do that. Um, we, we, we need to be better, if we're going to be a community, in a healthy community, uh, we need to be able, we need to network with each other and up uplift each other instead of running all these side games that, that get us nowhere. You know, all this craziness uh, we, we can overcome. Um, the, This whole myth of black on black crime and stuff like that is, just, is a systemic issue, okay? It's not, so, it's not so, a
0: hereditary look- issue. So let's talk about that. You say that this so-called black-on-black crime is systemic. So mm-hmm. what do you mean by that?
1: I mean, the fact that we don't have jobs, the fact that these these black millionaires and stuff like that haven't come back to our neighborhoods and provided us with a system where we can network and uplift the neighborhoods. I mean, some of these neighborhoods aren't bad neighborhoods, some people are going to live in the city. Some of us like living in the damn city. But it doesn't have to be a, a garbage dump. But we need finances and we need a, a, a system, a network, to be able to uplift those areas. It's a systemic situation that uh, we need to address as, as a people. Okay, first of all, we need to listen to, to people like Claude Anderson Okay, who, who is a long time, experienced, very educated professor of economics? Under, you know, understands how things run and, and how to build. We need to follow those examples and keep with the program. Okay, nothing is going to save us. We, we need to realize that. that. You know, there's no body associated that this country is set up for us to fail. It's set up for us to be pawns, and fodder basically for the machine and we continue to do that that whole nonsense with them lining up to buy those damn tennis shoes the other week it's it just proof positive okay we we need to get that's our problem we need to get over that okay and we, we need to stop we need to make more role models for our children at home so they're not running around idolizing professional athletes and entertainers that they don't know and that have never and will never do a damn thing for them that needs to stop my role model was my father okay and I knew that as a little kid just looking around the neighborhood and saw that we lived in on, in, on a nice street we lived in a nice house we had I had clean clothes to wear everyday food to eat okay I, I, I saw him go to work every day, come home every day, kiss my mother. <laughs> That's yes. uh, you know that was that was You're again when when you that look around model. again at everything yeah. else, you know I didn't yeah. understand. It it took me a while to understand. Like I knew kids who you know they had a brother, but the brother had a different last name, and you know all this I did. <laughs> But what do you mean you don't have the same daddy? You don't have the same mama. You don't know who yeah. your daddy is, all that kind of stuff. we That's stuff that we need to change. We need to address. Have some morals about yourself. Have some standards about yourself, you know? Stop running around in the street looking crazy, you know? You can comb your hair. You can put on clean clothes. You can wash your clothes. You can clean out the outside of your house. You can fix the gutters hanging off your grandmother's house. You stand out there dealing dope. You stand out there dealing dope, making free money, you can pay somebody to come over and fix your grandmother's house, plain and simple. And I'm not hating on them, I, I understand why they out there doing that. That's that's part of the game. That's, yep. as, as they, we say in the streets. that's part of the work that the government gave us. So oh, you're yeah. just out there doing the work. But that don't mean it has to be a, a bath every day damn work. You don't have to be running up and down the street shooting each other, okay? You getting free money, okay? Look what the Italian gangsters did with their money. The what? Look what the Italian gangsters did with their money. What the mafia did with their money. They own casinos and all kind of other shit now. Yeah, okay? True. If they was the same idiots running around, shooting up the damn streets and everything 50 years ago. Right. Okay? Take a damn example. Have some pride in yourself. Have some pride in where you live. Okay? You go to over on the hill, Italian neighborhood. They own all the damn grocery stores. Yep. Grocery stores, restaurants, bakery, every damn right. thing. Right. Okay? Don't have to leave. No, I Keep see. all their money. They know their neighbor. Love their neighbor. Do yep. anything for their neighbor. True. Okay. They neighbor, neighbor can trust the other neighbor with their kids. Look right. out for them. Right. Okay? That's that's called pride. And that's not a bad thing. No, it's true. It's very so true. So those are things that we can clean up. But we have to realize what the system is. And we really start have to stop idolizing these damn professional athletes and entertainers that, again, have not and will not do a damn thing for you. Okay? Because they show up at fucking Thanksgiving and get on a truckload full of turkeys. That ain't shit. Where are you going to eat the other 365 days a year? Where are you going to get food to feed your kids? Where do you have an opportunity for your children?
0: Well, that sort of goes back to what I was saying earlier about hopeless. Is it hopeless?
1: Is there- it's not hopeless because I just gave you the answer to it. If, if we can address those things, then then, then you, you have an abundance of, of hope slapping you in the face. Okay? And then other people, the other communities can see that. Okay? The other communities can see that. Okay? Then you have positive images of your children on TV. Not just the ones going to little Catholic schools and stuff like that, but the ones that go to the public schools. You have poverty images of them not being shot on the street, okay? But running for mayor, right? Yep. Running for governor, right? Okay? On the law firm downtown, next to A.G. Edwards or whoever these big folks are, these investment companies, right? Right. Then you have something to work with. Now you got that money, now like Claude Anderson said, we can write that check to the government. Then they have to work with us. Now you got the lobbyists up there, you know, you know, lobbying for our interest, okay? That's how you get that money. That's how you get the investment in the neighborhood, okay? Those are things that need to happen we need to get off this other shit. Because again, we always gonna be in a situation where we're at risk or we have (laughs) certain risk factors and stuff like that. You know, it's set up for us to have risk factors. Everybody knows that, or you should know it. If you're not, you need to check yourself. But you know, uh, all these risk factors, many of them are are systemic and then unfortunately some of them are our fault. And we need to address the ones that are our fault so we can fight the systemic issues and then we don't we don't have those problems. Okay. Well, that was an
0: incredible answer to that. That's a lot to mull over on all of that, but it all makes sense and um and I think that provides a good solid plan on how things could happen and things could It does, changing.
1: I mean, it, you start uplifting the communities, okay? And then you go back to, I, I can look back from my, in my childhood go my school years, okay? And I think I had, from kindergarten to the time I graduated high school, I had three white teachers. All the rest of my teachers were black, okay? And many of them them were men. So again, I had leadership, I had experienced, okay? Men with with morals and with a moral compass teaching me (laughs) or educate helping to educate me. Um,
0: I guess at this point I just want to jump in and say something that uh, just as a little commercial plug, um, I don't have any kind of, I have, Stacy and I did a practice video that, um, we decided, or I decided to go a different direction and not do video, but do podcasting instead. But if you're interested in hearing a rather sobering, for me, conversation about privilege and white privilege, you can, uh, go to our, our YouTube channel called Tag Your And it's not, it was a practice session that we did, but the material nonetheless is vital and uh, important. And um, I would invite you all to take a look at it. It's about seven minutes long. And I'll just go ahead and we uh, videotaped at a friend, uh, Michelle Lewis, who is a uh, multi-talented woman. She's an artist and a makeup artist and a photographer and she has a website called Aroused by Art. You can check that out. And the artwork behind us in the video is some of her work at her gallery in law Space at the arcade in downtown St. Louis. Again, Aroused by Art is the artist. I'd invite you to check it out because basically, you know, Stacy is talking about how there are these small, minority owned businesses that really want to contribute to the community. And here's someone who is a talented artist and, Incredibly um, talented. and took her, this is such a, I think I've thought about this. and I think I probably will go ahead and interview her because she would be the one to talk about she took a leap of faith. She had this job for a hundred years and then she took her 401k and cashed it in and started this business. And I think it's pretty amazing. I think she's really inspiring, but, um, we can talk about that at a different time and her artwork's really cool. So again, that's Aroused by Art. So take a look at that on YouTube at Tag you And, uh, we're going to get back to our earlier conversation or back to, before I jumped up and tried to fix the sound. um, <laughs> Which I'll be edited out, so you won't hear any of that anyway. <laughs> so, um, so we're back to, and I think, I think you're right. You know, the black community, because of geographical, you know, neighborhoods that are sort of locked in, and um, and another piece to this is the thing about food deserts is that there's a large grocery store chain in St. Louis that um is sort of Taken over a lot of, you know, uh, stores, and um, and they closed the store in North City, and so suddenly there was this, you know, food desert where people couldn't get healthy food. And I think there's an Aldi's that has opened now, but there's still not enough grocery stores. If you go to the county, for instance, where there's. Um, You know, you you can go two or three blocks and see a grocery store and then two and see, you know, another grocery store or a high-end grocery store, and they're pretty prevalent. And so, um, but, and in the city, there's proper of, of St. Louis, there are grocery stores, but they're all south of what's, you know, basically Highway 64, and there's not, so there's a lot of food, and so there's not a lot of accessibility there's been some attempts to put grocery stores in some of these areas, but it just hasn't worked out. And I think it's because it hasn't been driven by the community. It's like sort of the folks came in and said, let's do this grocery store here. And then it didn't work out because they didn't have that community groundswell. And it was sort of like somebody else came in and said, we're going to do this for you. And it's not, you can't, you can't make change that way. You can't bring your own agenda into a community and say, this is what we're going to, to do, and then not have buy in from a community, people, a community. And I think that's what, what you're talking about. Right. And it's, um, and, you know, for somebody like Michelle, she's really inspired and, you know, wants to do good by herself. I think she speaks. For the African community she's a female she's got the double whammy in some ways and so um, so just think about that think about when you see you know small businesses that are minority owned remember to, to patronize them you know buy stuff from them support them because they want what everybody else wants you know they want to be they want I'm not going to say the American dream because I don't really know what that is anymore um, but they want, you know, they want to have a roof over their heads. They want to have, buy stuff for their kids. They want to maybe educate their kids or, or take, they want a
1: normal life that any human being should have the right to have.
0: So anyway, we are going to sign off for now and, uh, and then we'll catch up. I'll catch up with you all later at a different time. And we will continue our conversation about race and the pandemic. For our listeners, I would remind you to check out my other podcasts when they become available at tag you're It 1957 on Instagram and tag you are it on Facebook. Please check out my online bakery store at tagtroubles.com. For those of you who may be wondering where tag comes from, it's my monogram, Thomas Adams Glenn. I'm named after my father. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to contact me at Thomas at or through my Instagram and Facebook pages. And also, please respect the opinions you hear on this podcast. You may feel uncomfortable with its contents, but just be open to the opportunity of learning and increasing your knowledge. You will never know where it may take you. This has been Thomas Adams. Thank you so much for listening and watch for the next installment of Tag You're It. Good day to all.